0: Hi, hello, and welcome to episode number two of Red vs. Orange alongside Jake Rennekamp, Logan Scudder. I am Casey Younger, or Red's Problems, Bengals Problems, and Logan Scudder. We are here for episode number two of our new podcast, Red vs. Orange. Hey guys, how are we doing today? Doing good. How are you? I am doing very good. Thank you for asking. Jake, how are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good, man.
0: Yeah. So we are off to our second episode now, and we like to start off with our question of the day as we did on our first episode. Our question of the day, we're actually going to call one of our buddies, Matt Buddenberg, and we're going to get the question of the day from Matt. So Jake, you want to give Matt a ring and see what kind of question we got?
1: Let me, uh, me ring him up here.
0: Now, just to preface you guys, Matt is quite an interesting person, so we could get a very interesting question coming up here. As Matt!
1: Yes. Hey, we got you. Hey, you're on uh, Red V Orange podcast here. Do you uh, you have a question of the day for us? I do. All right. Let me hear it. My question is, if you drop soap on the floor, is the floor clean or is the soap dirty? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, Matt, I appreciate the question. Uh, We'll give you a call back next week. All right.
0: All right. So So if you you drop soap onto the ground... Does it make the floor clean, or is the soap now dirty? Is the question. Logan, you got any thoughts on that one first? Um,
2: I would say the soap has to be dirty. That would be my only thought. I have no idea.
1: Do you want me to the give you the Do you guys want me to give you the medical, like the boring <laughs> question, you, like the answer?
2: Did you, did you do a research no, this didn't, time? I
1: didn't. I didn't research this time. No, I didn't Google anything. It didn't make me think it worked. I don't think bacteria is physically able to grow on soap. Like I, I so think there's something the that's floor. why we like wash our hands with it because it like will rub the bacteria off. So I'm going to go. It makes the floor clean. Final answer. Uh,
0: can oh, I go right. with both that? it slightly cleans the floor and slightly makes cool. the soap okay. just a little bit dirtier than itself. You See, can that's do fair, you
1: because you can't, I mean, you can drop, you can drop soap on dirt and like the dirt's still on the soap. So, I mean, that's dirty, right?
0: Yeah, I would say it has to be dirtier than when it, before it fell onto the ground. Uh, Unless you just really have a 30-piece That's a great
1: question. Again, uh, thanks, Matt Buttenberg. Uh He's one of our pals. I think he's going to be giving us a weekly phone call if he's available, but really makes you think.
0: Yeah, we've really got some interesting questions of the day, but on to different things. Here we are back on our Red versus Orange podcast, episode number two. We're titling this The End of Bronson. So, as you can guess, we'll be talking about Bronson Royal a little bit later in this podcast, but... Again, this is our daily or weekly sports podcast where we want to talk about the Reds, the Bengals, anything Cincinnati, anything going on around the world of sports. So we'll first start off with our news and notes from around the sports in Cincinnati. Just some some quick breaking news that happened on Monday. The University of Cincinnati got two safety, a safety and a corner for their 2018 class, which is their eighth recruit for 2018 in the state of Ohio and 46th overall from the state. So great job by Luke Fickle recruiting the state of Ohio and they're 46th overall in the 2018 class. So that'll be interesting. And then one big thing, FC Cincinnati. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but FC Cincinnati beat the MLS Columbus crew last week in their open cup matchup in front of 31,000 fans. Columbus or the FC Cincinnati team really starting to gain some steam, and we definitely have to go to a game one time, don't we, fellas? Yeah. Um, how often do they play MLS teams?
2: Yeah.
1: How many? Just like, how many games do they have on their schedule?
0: Yeah. How does that work? So they have a, they have a good amount of games on their schedule, but for the MLS in general, this is part of an Open Cup. So this is just kind of like what they do in the actual big soccer, where they have cups inside of their actual season. So they play in the USL. But they're having a cup game, and if they win, they advance. So they won against the Columbus Crew, and now they'll play the Chicago Fire coming up in a couple weeks. So that'll be another big game against the MLS team that'll really show the MLS world kind of that we should belong, and the FC Cincinnati community belongs in the MLS. So it'll be kind of cool to see them play them.
1: I mean, what do they have to do to get to the MLS? I mean, they're not in the MLS right now, right?
0: No, there's a couple things you have to do. The MLS, you need your own stadium, so that's why we talked about those renderings last week. That's something that they're going to have to do is get their own stadium to be in the MLS and a lot of different things. But this is like a round of sixteen games, so they'll have to continue to keep winning games in this cup to win it. I mean, a lot of people won't expect them to win. I don't expect them to win the cup, but it'll be something cool to see them just keep progressing and play MLS. So are teams. they like
1: are they like the minor league? Are they like the, is it like the Louisville like the Louisville Bats or whatever?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So they're like a minor yeah. league cyclones. Game? yeah Cyclones.
0: Too. Yeah, they're just a minor league soccer team for now and then in their league though they tied the top team this week and so in total they had 70,000 fan in, fans in attendance in the first two games this week oh, so gosh. just an insane amount of fans are coming out to watch fc cincinnati so definitely we'll have to go and then we'll have to talk about our experience so for you guys that have never went before i want to go with us us three and matt and somebody else and just try and get an experience and then be able to bring it back and talk about it on the podcast so that's something we'll do here soon some other news from around the sports world and Cincinnati. NBA talk is really firing up right now. That's something that's been all over. Bleacher Report, ESPN, everything, Twitter, all the social media sites says. There's talk about the Celtics obviously trade the 76ers for a pick. Right. Paul George, Jimmy Butler, the Lakers. There's a lot of talk going on around the NBA. You guys want to dive into anything at the NBA, the Cavs, anything? Uh, I was kind of surprised by the,
2: the Lakers. Brooklyn traded just Sorry. dumping DeAngelo like that. It Brooke was, uh,
1: I think it was, it was Timothy Mozgov, D'Angelo Russell for Brooke Lopez, and yeah. I think the 27th pick of the draft, I believe.
2: I don't even so, think they gave him a draft pick. No, they no sure. they
1: got a draft they got a draft yeah. pick because I guess what they're going to try to do now is flip. Um, they have the 27th and the 28th draft pick, and also the second overall pick. They're not trading yeah. the second pick uh, since they traded D'Lo. They're going to take Lonzo Ball, the famous Ball of. Lavarball's son, Big Baller Brand. They'll take him and they're not going to trade him, but what they said they might do is now try to take the 27th pick, the 28th pick and along with like Jordan Clarkson and they're going to try to get Paul George before the Cavs or the Celtics or somebody else might snag him.
2: I don't think there's any way the Pacers take – so. I would rather have Kevin Love straight up than any right. of that.
1: But I mean, yeah, this I time mean. of year there there's always there's always Trade rumors and it, it makes Twitter blow up for some reason. NBA yeah. trade rumors are unlike anything else in sports, especially and free on free agency. Yeah, oh, it's an exciting time. Um, but the Cavs, I don't know if any of you guys are Cavs fans. Uh, there's talk of them trying to get Jimmy Butler or Paul George. Um, they'd Mello, probably have I saw to get. A, yeah, there's t- possible talk of Carmelo Anthony getting bought out of his contract, where he'd be able to sign as a free agent with the Cavs. But it's exciting. They uh they might make a trade here in the next few days. Kevin Love might be hitting the road, maybe going to Indy, maybe going to Chicago, Boston. You never know with the NBA. Uh, yeah. But I promise you this, there'll be an exciting trade in the next few days.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then the draft will come up on Thursday. So we have that to look forward to as well. So the NBA will definitely be hot and heavy here for the next week or so. And then it'll kind of die out a little bit. But we'll still have all kinds of free agents moving around. So there'll definitely be a lot of talk throughout the summer as there are every summer. And now to some Reds news. Of course, Zach Cozart and Bronson Royal were both put on the DL yesterday, retroactive to Sunday, and it looks like this might be the last hurrah for Bronson as he talked after the game and said his shoulder just kind of has said checkmate and he thinks that he really can't be able to really pitch anymore and he doesn't know if his arm will ever be back. So he kind of has said that this is probably it for him. Maybe he'll make a spot start here and there if the Reds really need him down the road, but the way Homer Bailey's pitching in rehab and Brandon Finnegan, it's very unlikely that we'll see Bronson start again if like just as out of, you know, just necessity would be possible and then maybe a necessity start or coming in in a relief situation. But guys, any last thoughts on Bronson? And then hopefully we don't have to watch him pitch again this year and nothing against the guy, but it's just been hard to watch. As Scott Van Pelt talked about on ESPN the other day, it's just hard to watch him pitch this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, you feel bad for the guy after a great career, World Series champion, great red. I mean, it's hard to watch him pitch like this, get beat around. I think something like twenty hits and fourteen earned runs in his last seven innings, so that's just unacceptable. Cool. I mean there's not much else you can say about so, it.
1: So what are they what are they gonna if they're talking about maybe keeping him as is, is he gonna be so clearly they're gonna take him off the twenty five man roster, right?
0: Yeah, they'll take him off and then he they said he'd probably hang around the team, so he'll probably just sit around in the dugout or whatever and then you know, chances so are well, probably but he'd probably still catch
1: him. he'd still be on the forty man roster, right? I, yeah, I don't understand yeah, the but baseball.
0: they're not yeah, they're just not going to send him down to like AAA and just have him throw have, needless innings. Yeah,
1: so if you're on the forty-man roster, you don't have to be on any active roster, right? You can just kind of right. Okay, yeah, you're fine
0: there, and they don't. They yeah. can send him down to AAA, if, I mean, but he's not going to go him, do that.
1: So. If they can keep him around the locker room, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I don't think we're paying him that much this year. I mean, he's good to be around. He's a good mentor for the young guys. I don't. I think it's a win-win if he's not pitching, but still with the team, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, I agree, and. That kind of led up to, with Cozart and Bronson going to the DL, led up to a call-up with Jesse Winker and Ariel Hernandez, but mainly Jesse Winker, who's been just tearing it up in June, batting 302, five doubles, zero home runs, but he's got nine walks, eight strikeouts. He's batting three sixty in the month of May. Just somebody the Reds are really excited and high on that they've talked about for years. He doesn't hit home runs. I think it's the fact that the Reds are going to start realizing he's not going to be a home run hitter. He's probably going to be a two-hole hitter in his career, but the kid absolutely doesn't give away at oh. bats. He played last night. Had four ABs, didn't strike out, had a big RB, two RBI single that helped the Reds last night break their nine-game losing streak. So definitely be interested to see if Jesse Winker can stay around here. I don't think he'll stay up at this current time, but we'll have to see how that goes.
1: Logan, you're, and big, then now, you're a big Winker fan, right?
0: No, not necessarily. I'm
2: just tired of hearing about him. He hasn't ever done anything for the Reds, and you've heard about him since he's, what, 18 years old?
1: Yeah. He's been down in the. I mean, he got drafted, what was it, 20, 2000 and, was it 12 maybe? He's been, I mean, he's been in the. I mean, we've always heard about him and we've been waiting, I mean, with Logan, we've been waiting for him to come up, especially with holes in our outfields the last few years. It's surprising he got brought up now, but if they're planning to send him back down, I mean, I guess that's best for the team.
0: Yeah, I mean, they have a designated hitter spot the next couple of days, so they used him last night as a designated hitter, and then tonight he's not in the designated hitter role, this being Tuesday. At about 9 30, so he's not in the Disney hitter role tonight, but he'll probably be back in there tomorrow afternoon against Tampa Bay. But then Kozart, who went to the DL, he's just had kind of a nagging injury. So he they finally sent him to the DL, give him a little bit of rest. But that leads us into our new segment called Donkey Watch. I hate everything about you. <laughs> and the Donkey Watch is of course because Joey Votto is supposed to be buying Zach Cozart a donkey if he makes the all-Star team, which he looks very good at. The current update as of yesterday, Zach Kozart was first in shortstop voting with 1,465,327 votes. Corey Seeger in second with 1,143,767. So it looks like Kozart well on pace. Hopefully this little bout of a 10-day DL won't really hurt him too much. I don't think it will with his numbers he's been putting up. And either way, I still think he makes the All-Star team if he's not the starter, but so looks good for Joey Votto to buy a donkey off his donkey dealer because, as he says, he doesn't have internet.
2: I heard they're going to pin up the donkey in the bullpen and keep him down there the rest of the year. I don't know if you heard
0: anything about that. I don't know about all that, but we'll, <laughs> have, to we'll have to see how that goes. But I don't think the donkey will be welcome in the clubhouse much longer than when they first get him and then introduce him to Zach Kozart, which he's, which Votto said he thinks it would be a good idea if the fans can name him. So, Somebody suggested Dunn for big Donkey Dunn, so that would be a, that would be a good idea, I think for the the donkey name of Dunn. yeah it's creative, I like that yeah, definitely, definitely it kind of co- plays off everybody talking about old Adam Dunn, so he'll be always living in the clubhouse if he gets a donkey named Adam or at least after zach co- in Zach kozart's house, so that'll be interesting. But now let's talk a little buy or sell Reds talk. So we're kind of getting closer to the halfway point of the season, so we can talk a little buy or sell. So I'll get each of your guys' input on if you would buy or sell these five statements. So statement one, the Reds finish in the bottom two of the NL Central. And just if you're not privy to the standings, currently the Reds are six and a half back of Milwaukee, five back of Chicago— a game and a half back of Pittsburgh and a game and a half back of St. Louis. So will the Reds finish higher or lower than, or higher than two of those teams? Do you buy or sell that first start with Logan?
2: I buy that they will finish in the bottom two of the NL Central. I do not think they will come any higher than
0: that. Jake, you think with the current standings that you could see the Reds finishing above two teams? Or you think they'll stay down at the bottom two?
1: I think they'll finish ahead of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think they're, they're okay. playing very well right now um, compared to how I thought they would be doing this year. And also, the Milwaukee Brewers, did anybody see that Like at the beginning of the season, them leading the Central Division after halfway through the point?
0: No, that was definitely a very big shock. And they're that's definitely going to fall things. off. They'll definitely fall off. They, I mean, they have a six-and-a-half game lead over the Reds right now, right. but the Reds did lose nine straight. So... Yeah, yeah. Jake, are you, are, are you going bottom two, or are you going
1: I got, I, got the, three? Reds. I got the Reds finishing third. I think the Cubs are going to turn it around, uh, finish first. And then the very loved St. Louis Cardinals, I think, are also going to turn it around, finish second. And then, you know, I, I can see, I mean, it's, it's about close to 50-50 for me. I don't see the Reds doing any better than third, but I don't see them finishing the year last. I'd say their probably best chance is either third or fourth. But I'm going to buy that they will, or I'm going to sell that they'll finish in the bottom two.
0: Okay, so we got Logan says buy, Jake says sell. I am I, also going to buy the bottom two. I, I just, I don't I don't know. I don't think Pittsburgh's very good. I, I can't decide on the Brewers. I know they're not as good as what they're probably playing at right now. But I mean, just the parody of the MLB right now as we kind of skipped over a random twitter fact of the day that we certainly don't want to miss as we had one last week but in this current 2017 season as of today the Rockies, Diamondbacks, Rays and Brewers would all make the playoffs and last season they averaged 91 losses so there's a lot of parity in the MLB right now so for that reason I just think I think the Reds play right around 500 hopefully I'm hoping right around there they finish with more wins than they did last year but they will finish in a close fourth behind the Brewers, the Cubs, the Cardinals. So I will, I'll buy that as well. Buy or sell number two. Billy Hamilton hits over two sixty for the season. So one
2: hundred percent sale. <laughs> so you're saying he? I will buy you a
0: donkey if he hits over two. <laughs> two. Can
1: we get a donkey? Can we get the donkey call again?
0: <laughs> I will buy you a donkey. <laughs> Logan, we heard the name of a sound of a donkey. So for that. We'll get the donkey sound again if if if, <laughs> if you don't know what that is, that is a donkey sound. We we believe that not like one. So, but yes, yeah, so Logan is definitely a hundred percent selling. Billy Hamilton bats over two sixty. Jake currently he's batting two forty four going into tonight. His career average is two sixty. What do you say on buy or sell with Billy Hamilton?
1: I've got Billy batting two sixty one this year. So I will. Hey, so you're buy. gonna.
0: You're gonna buy it. So Jake and Logan going opposites on this. So Logan, for what reason no, do no. not see him batting? It's not gonna happen. Two sixty. Do you see him batting two
1: forty?
2: Yes, but if he could bunt, he would hit two seventy five every year. I don't, he's just reluctant to bunt. I don't understand it. If I was a Reds manager, if I was Brian Price, he would bunt until he didn't have fingers because they get hit off so much. Like it would be disgusting how much he would bunt.
1: Who was but he never runner? does it. Who was our last manager?
2: Dusty Baker, but yeah. Billy really didn't. Didn't.
1: He, didn't he love? Didn't he love when guys bunted? We need. You know who we need to get. You know who we need to get in <laughs> as a coach is that. You guys remember Norris Hopper?
0: Yeah, That's yeah. That's who we Norris need Hopper to. Te- we
1: need to get him in and teach Billy how to how to lay those bunts down the third base line.
0: He's definitely trying more. I mean he's put down but yesterday, yesterday's first pitch of the game, he puts a bunt down that flies in the air and Jake Corduzzi catches it for Tampa Bay. It just a completely miserable. couldn't miserable. even get it on the ground. So Logan, I really don't have a lot of faith in Billy Hamilton at all. Logan, honestly. Logan
1: you Logan, you were a you're a pretty good high school baseball player. Do you see something with his swing that he's not Back doing in mind? Or something it. something you would do different if you were Billy Hamilton.
2: Um uh, I mean I can't give him much advice. Obviously he's a little bit better than me. Um
1: Slightly, but
2: I, but I think he should stop switch hitting. Honestly, I mean, if he picks a side and just focused on that, I think he would do better do overall. Do we have
1: a stat? Let me try to pull his stats up. Lefty versus righty. I'm gonna but give me a give me a minute. His,
0: I believe he always hit right handed and learned how to hit left handed. Right. Well, one of the biggest things I always talk about too, when going just going more or less back to Jake's question, is that when he tries to bunt for base hits he doesn't stay in the box he's no, so fast he, he tries runs. to run away like a like a girl does in softball yeah and you watch him kind of slap hit at the ball well every time he does that he either just pushed it right back to the pitcher or he pushed it foul or he gets in the air and then his other problem obviously is he can't keep the ball on the ground yeah he All always p right. every time he swings away he's he hits like the balls.
2: dude from major leagues that had to do push-ups every time he hit a pop-up That's Logan, what really
1: Logan you said he learned to bat right or left what'd you say
2: I believe he came up like he he's naturally a right handed hitter and right. he learned how this to hit. This is left-handed.
1: interesting. This season, Billy Hamilton versus left handed pitchers, or batting left I should say. He's hitting one ninety four as a righty, hitting two sixty three.
0: Told you. So that would play to that and I'm not I believe a magician an... but yeah. <laughs> he picked up that batting left, I believe, just so he could get closer to first base when he was bunting and everything and, and trying to leg out singles. But Yeah, if you're only hitting 160 from the left side, maybe it might be time to change up your approach a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so Jake, you still still on the over 260 then after reading all that, or are you you switching your sell here?
1: I'm going to change it to I'm going to sell. I got him at (laughs) (laughs) 268.
0: So Jake lowered three points after reading statistics. So we're all selling on that, of course, and I'm really starting to sell if Billy Hamilton's even in the future of this outfield, to be honest with you, but that's for a different day. But now we are on to number three. Homer Bailey will win more games than Amir Garrett. So Amir Garrett's got three wins heading into tonight, and it's not likely that he'll win tonight based on the score of the game that we have right now on a Tuesday night at about 9.30. So three wins, a three-win head start against Homer Bailey. So are you guys buying that Homer Bailey wins more games than Amir Garrett or selling? Logan? Um, this might be the hardest one so far, maybe on the whole list,
2: but... I would say I'll buy that Homer Bailey will have... If he stays healthy, I'll buy that Homer Bailey has more wins than Amir Garrett.
0: Okay, Jake, are you buying or selling Homer Bailey more wins than Amir Garrett spotted three? Do you
2: see, do you see Amir
1: Garrett getting... Did he get sent back... Did he get sent down to AAA at some point this year?
0: Yeah, yeah. just well, he got sent back once, and then that's when he's been bad since he's came back. But... Yeah, so, I mean, you could, you got to play that into consideration, I suppose, and then you also have to play if you think Homer Bailey's going to stay healthy for the entire year kind of thing. So, there's what, two two questions there.
1: What did Logan say?
0: I said Logan, he'll Logan said Bailey. he'll buy Homer Bailey.
1: I will sell.
0: <laughs> I like I it.
1: Have, I have Amir Garrett winning one more game this year, and it's his last start of the year. <laughs> and that game, the Reds oh. will... The Reds will clinch the third place in the NL Central, and Billy Hamilton will get a hit and his last at-bat to bat 260 for the year. That's all happening all in the right, game. So you can hold me to it. Uh, but I will well, say this. I think Homer it's, Bailey, You can. I'll bet my bottom dollar on it. Homer Bailey will throw a no-hitter at some point this year.
0: Hmm. Jason... So you're saying that Homer Bailey's only going to win three games because you said Amir's going to win more. So Amir's yep. going to win four games. Well, I'm
2: telling you right now, if Homer Bailey pitches the whole rest of the year and only wins three more games, we will be in the bottom two of the NL Central.
0: we <laughs> will be dead last and the NL Central by
2: <laughs> 20 games.
1: I switched so to right. buy.
0: <laughs> so you can sell it, but you might want to give Amir Garrett a little bit more wins than just four.
1: Uh, Amir Garrett will finish the year eight and ten, and Billy, or Homer Bailey will finish the year 9-3. and
0: three. Okay,
1: I, don't, I don't know so if that adds up selling. at all. I don't know if that adds up at all. but
0: <laughs> Well, I mean, it can always add up because you just don't get credited for wins and losses. So if you just, you know, your team blows a save or anything like that. But I will buy it. I think Homer Bailey is going to come back really really strong he looks really good in the minors every rehab start he's made and I think he's kind of over the nagging injuries he's had the past couple of years so I look for Homer Bailey kind of like Devin to start a little bit slow but I think now Devin's starting to find his groove a little bit and they'll work him in slowly and I think Homer Bailey will do well So buy or sell for the Reds, number four, Joey Votto will lead the team in home runs. So, again, Joey Votto will lead the team in home runs. Currently, he does that. He's tied with Scott Schebler at 19 apiece. And then Adam Duvall with 16, A. Henio with 11, and then a couple guys tied at 9. So Joey Votto leads the team in home runs this year. Logan? Yes, Joey Votto will lead the Reds in home runs, and I don't think it'll be close, to
2: be honest. I don't see Scott Schebler keeping it up. I mean, Duvall probably has the best chance, but... He kind of fluttered out at the end of last season, and Joey Votto just gets better in the second half of every single year.
0: So I would what say. Num- I would num- what number are you point. looking for there for Joey Votto then with his NBA I would covers. say 38. 38. So Reds won't have anybody hit over 40. Nope. Okay. Duval, um, with, Jake. Duval with 35 in the second. Bull prediction. Hashtag. All right, Jake. So Joey Votto, will he finish with the most home runs on the Reds or. Will somebody else overtake him?
1: Somebody else will overtake him.
0: And which which one you who you got in that one?
1: I got Adam Duvall. Schabner
0: Duval. Okay.
1: I've got I've got Duvall hitting thirty four home runs on the year.
0: Oh, low balling him.
1: Joey Votto okay. hitting forty two, and Scott Shevler. Oh, you said
0: forty four. Okay. I've got no, no. no I've got oh, Joey Votto oh, at forty two. Okay. Got During it.
1: the last game of the season, I've got Shebler hitting the team leading forty third homer of the season.
2: We're gonna win this last game. 10 driving in,
1: <laughs> driving in Billy Hamilton after his <laughs> last hit that put him over two sixty for the game winning run.
0: So Jake is selling, and Scott Shebler he's got making it, and I will also sell. I feel like Joey Votto in the second half is gonna become more of a back to the double gap hitter that he normally is, and I'm going to take Joey Votto hitting. Thirty-eight, like oh, Scudder nope. nope. said, and, I disagree. And I'll, I'll get. get him on. He's in thirty-nine. I'll get Adam Duvall to hit thirty-seven. Scott Schebler forty-two. Hmm.
1: Joey Votto's right. been unreal this year with his power. Like I don't think he's ever. I don't think he's had a this offensively a good as good a first half as he had. Like as far as home runs and RBIs in his career.
0: Yeah, you honestly
2: think Scott Schebler's gonna hit more home runs in the second half than he has the first half?
0: We yeah. still got some first-half baseball to go. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, to get 42.
1: We actually have um, 93 games to left, I think. If I'm yeah, 93 games left this year. I don't know if that's
0: right. All right, so now our final buy or sell for the Reds. Scooter Jeanette will have more home runs this year than all our catchers combined. So that's probably Devin Meseraco, Tucker Barnhart, maybe Stuart Turner if he gets some more starts. But currently, Scooter Jeanette has nine homers. Devin Masarocco is six, and Tucker Barnhart has one. So that's seven for the catchers right now, nine for Scooter. So, Scudder, do you think that Scooter beats out the catchers?
2: Uh, I will say bye, and my reasoning for that is because I believe Zach Cozart will get traded at the trade deadline, and then Scooter will be basically an everyday player, and I think he's a better hitter than both of our catchers, well, all three of our catchers. That's okay. my thought, thought, so thought what process. Kind of number,
0: what kind of number are you thinking here? Scooter's got nine. I would say around 20. career is 14. 20 or 22. Okay, so how many do our
2: catchers have? Combined, I would say hmm, Mezzo hits hmm, 13. Tucker, how many has he got? One right now? One right now, yeah. I would say he'll hit three and then Turner probably
0: hit none. Okay, so you got him at sixteen, basically twenty to sixteen ish, somewhere yeah. on that range. Yeah. All right. Jake, Scooter Jeanette, nine homers. Catchers have a combined seven. Who hits more home runs? The catchers or scooter?
1: On Sunday, October 1st, at Chicago Cubs, the catchers <laughs> I'm will be sick leading of it. the catchers will be leading the teams with home runs on the season by three. During that game, the catchers okay. will hit fewer home runs. And Scooter Jeanette will lead the team with four <laughs> home runs, therefore no. having the most home runs uh, between the catchers and Scooter Jeanette on the season. Now, honestly, uh, I've got the catchers. Jeanette, half of his home runs this year have come in one game. Uh, so if you break it down, Meseroko hasn't played the full season. Jeanette has five home runs on the year. If you take away his four home run game, the catchers have seven. With Devin, Devin Meseroko looking to have his power back, I uh, I've got the catchers winning pretty comfortably.
0: Yeah, I'm actually on the side of Jake here. I think the catchers will also win. I think Scooter will slow down a lot. I don't. I don't. I hopefully he can keep up a decent pace, but I think he'll finish around the 15 to 17 range, even with the 90s already got. I've and got Mesuraco that. That.
1: Yeah, I've got doing at least 15.
0: Okay. And I f- figure the catchers will probably get between 20 and 25. So somewhere around there. But those were our buy and sell. So we'll have some more of those as we go throughout the year. Just something else to debate and talk about. But I wrote those down. So when you guys listen to this podcast and come back and say, well, Logan or Jake or Casey said that person was going to do something they didn't. We'll have it on record so we can be wrong if if you guys want to roast us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now it's still a little Bengals talk. So the Bengals, we'll talk the top five. We're going to do a little top five list here for you. So we'll keep this as a kind of running thing going on into training camp as, as we also talk about some questions we get from the fans. But for this week, our Bengals top five will be our top five players going into the season in 2017. And we're just going to name number four, and number five right now. And then next week we'll have number three and number two, and then we'll do our number one and start our next top five. But for now, we're going to do our number four and number five players. And Logan and Jake will name off their number five and number four players. But for now, just going to give you guys some idea of how this is going to work. So I'll ask Logan first, who his fifth player is. Then I'll ask Jake, and then I'll ask for the reasoning. And then I'll ask Jake for his fourth player. And then Logan, for his fourth player and we'll see if we got any agreements disagreements we'll see how this goes so Logan who is your number five player heading into 2017 for the Cincinnati Bengals
2: my number five player is going to be Vontez Perfect
0: okay so number five player for Logan is Vontez Perfect Jake who's your number five player
1: Tyler Eifert
0: Okay, so Jake's number five is Tyler Eifert. Logan's is Vontez Perfect. So Logan, first, give me your reasoning on why Perfect is five, maybe not higher. And can I give see. you a reason,
2: my my reasoning why Tyler Eifert is not in my not five?
0: Yeah, you can talk about if Tyler Eifert's not in your top five. Yeah, you can do that. He's Tell not me why.
2: my top five because I wanted to pick people that were like reliable and I could like that are going to be on the field for more games than I thought Tyler Eifert possibly will be. I know Vontez has missed games in the past, but when he's on the field, I think he arguably makes a bigger impact than anybody on the Bengals roster. I believe after week nine, he was the highest rated inside linebacker in all of football. And that's a pretty high feat for somebody that is not looked at as a good player by the league, just because of some of the reckless things he's done. But if people actually just look at the numbers and look how he contributes to the team, I think they'd see he's a great player.
0: Okay. And Jake, give me your take on is perfect in your, is higher up in your list or is perfect not make your top five. And then why is I five?
1: I cannot comment on the perfect rankings, but okay. uh a, he's a terrific player, um, like Logan said. Um, he, he really makes a huge impact defensively, and the defense is not the same when he's on the field. Um, I'd argue that there's a Bengals player or two that make a bigger impact while they're on the field. But, um, yeah, my number five, like we said, Tyler Eifert. Um uh, Tyler Eifert, two years ago, when he's healthy, mind you, I'm going off. Of, I didn't really take injuries into account. Uh, hopefully, Eifert—he's nursing a shoulder injury. Hopefully, he's ready to go uh, for the season. Uh, Eifert is the reason the Bengals' offense went from one of the tops in the league in 2015 to not so great in 2016. Dalton, I think, in 2015, threw for just around 30 touchdowns, and Eifert had almost half of them with 15 was leading the league in touchdowns for most of the season. To Last year, Eifert really not playing at all. Dalton only throwing 18 touchdown passes. Uh, Eifert really compliments A.J. Green really well, lets A.J. do what he's best at, and that's working the deep middle of the field. Eifert really takes a lot of the attention. Uh, you've got to cover Eifert. If not, he's going to burn you every time. So that's why he's my number five.
2: All right. I so, like the yeah. – can I can I comment? Yeah.
1: yeah. I, like yeah. The,
2: I like the stats about the touchdowns and all that, but you have to take into consideration we went from – Top three offensive line to top three worst offensive line in one season. Yeah. Also, A.J. Green missed the last how many weeks? Six weeks. So yeah. that also no, that's, took away. That's, from fair. Him.
1: that's fair. That's fair.
2: But right. Tyler Eifert is a great player and does open up the field for
0: everybody. I do agree with that. So Jake has Tyler Eifert five. Logan has Fontez Perfect five. So Jake, now we'll go to you first for your number four player.
1: I uh, I've got Carlos Dunlap at four.
0: All right, Jake has Carlos Dunlap at four. Logan, who's your number four player? I also have Carlos Dunlap.
2: Hey, look at that.
0: All right, and these guys did not know their list prior to Each other did not know each other's list prior to this segment we got to. So there was no collusion or anything like that. They didn't talk about it. They just came up with their top five list. So I guess, Logan, start with what you like about Dunlap. Why is it number four? Why is he not higher? And then, or I guess Jake start because you were supposed to start first. So, Jake, you start. Why is Dunlap at four? Why is he not higher? And then we'll turn over to Logan.
1: The defensive end position in the last 15 to 20 years, I mean, we're getting some freak athletes. If, I mean, looking at Miles Garrett, I mean, running, I think, like a 4 six forty. I mean, these guys on the outside are unbelievable, and Dunlap fits in that mold. Uh, last year, Dunlap, let me pull it up here, finished the season with, or is it, eight sacks. Um, just terrific guy. Going up against uh, left tackles every single day, not an easy task. Uh, really makes an impact, gets his hands on so many balls. Uh, quarterbacks have to always feel his pressure. Uh, he's always coming. Guy's a relentless worker. Uh, makes field, like never gives up on a play. You'll see him make a play across the field from just chasing the tailback down. Uh, right next to perfect he's the heart and soul of that defense. Uh, without him, the defensive line goes from, I think, one of the best to probably not a top 10 defensive line.
0: Okay, Logan, anything you want to add? Uh, the reason
2: he's not – or the reason he's number four and not number five because I believe Vontez is an overall better player. And I just think the defensive end position is just a much more posi- uh, important position on the field than inside linebacker. If you can have a dominant edge rusher, they can impact the game way more than a dominant inside linebacker. Get Correct. hands on balls, sack the quarterback. I mean, just everything like that. He
1: does, I mean, he does it all. He, he does it all. If you can yeah. put him either side, weak side, strong he's side. He's good against a run too yeah
2: yeah he's very honorated in that aspect people talk bad about him but if you watch film and break it down he's very good against the run also
0: um, so you guys seem to have everything positive to say about him is there any is there a reason he's not top one two or three for you guys or is it just because the people on the team ahead of him you just think are better more important players or just any reason he's not top three
2: no i just think the people i have the three in front of him are more important to the team and or better than him
1: yeah, you, I mean, he can make an argument. I could make an argument uh, that he's a top four, three, or two player. I'd be comfortable with him at any of that spot. But there's just a few guys that do what they do a little bit better. But that's not enough on him at all, saying he's the fourth best player on the Bengals. Uh, he's a terrific yeah. player, and he's only going to get better. He's going to be back to the Pro Bowl this year. He's probably going to be up there in sacks. Uh, just a great overall player.
0: All right, so I wrote those two down and then of course next episode we will head into number three and number two. Also, if you guys want to get in on the action and kind of give us your top five, you can tweet it at red's problems, at Bengals problems, at two at logan underscore scudder seventeen. Or you can also send it just to Red the Orange on Twitter. You can send that to us, and then we can, you know, talk about your kind of user top fives and kind of compare it to ours and see what we think you guys did. And you know, we don't know. We're not experts in this. We're just kind of giving our opinion, so it's nothing. Nothing too advanced here. We're just kind of throwing out what we think and seeing what happens. Same thing with buy or sell. If you have any ideas on those buy or sell questions we ask, go back, listen to them again, kind of send it to us. Say, hey, I really think you guys are wrong here, even though we seem to disagree on most of them. But just say I agree with this person or something. Tweet at us and let us know because we always love hearing from you guys. But now we'll head into some final closing questions. And this is a question from at Renacamp14 and kind of at 97... Ian Romero so those guys both kind of hit on the same thing so I kind of bundled them together but basically they want to know how many wins do we see the Bengals having this year and what kind of year we see from the offense and from Andy Dalton so there's a couple of uh, three parts there so we'll start with the record and it's really early for the record you don't know what's going to happen you don't know who's going to get injured what's going to happen yeah. in the league but let's start so Logan what do you see the Bengals record being first I'll just say we'll win 10 or more games. I uh,
2: like to be positive here. I mean, later on, we can get into the what games, like as we get closer to the season, break down the schedule a bit more, but I'll start with 10 games. I'll say 10 games.
0: Okay. Jake, what's your, you want to get, you can get specific with the record here, or you can just kind of do what Logan did. And then once we get later toward training camp, we'll break down game by game and kind of thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. Shout out to the little bro, RennieCamp14. What up, Riz? Thanks for the question. Um, I've got the Bengals going 9 and 7 this year.
0: Nine and seven, and then now kind of off that, so from Renekamp14, or Jake's little brother, he asked more about what kind of year Dalton's will have, so you guys got any input on kind of the year we'll see from Dalton will be kind of the same, you know, the game manager, kind of don't take much shots down the field kind of thing, or now with John Ross, you think we could see a new Dalton kind of airing and out, taking more shots, maybe a little bit more interceptions, but more long touchdowns. What do you guys think with Dalton?
2: Uh, I don't think you see any regression, I mean... As a positive, I don't think he's going to get worse. I mean, he's added Joe Mixon, hopefully a healthy Tyler Eifert whole season, hopefully a uh, healthy A.J. Green all season, plus John Ross. Tyler Boyd's going to get better. I mean, I don't see how you could think he's going to get worse. I don't have a number of touchdowns or anything like that, but I think they'll be more aggressive in the passing game as long as the offensive line can hold up. I think the running game will be much better this year, so hopefully take some pressure off him also.
0: Okay. Jake? Kind of thoughts on Dalton? Thoughts on the offense? What do you think we'll see? I think we'll see a uh, happy medium
1: between 2015 Andy Dalton, the MVP candidate uh, for much of the season and then the 2016 Dalton kind of the more game manager. Uh, uh, If I had to throw out touchdown numbers, I'm going to go 22 to 28. Uh, Definitely going to see a lot more long touchdowns and with a healthy Eifert, that changes a lot of it. Um... But, yeah, I think we'll see an improved Dalton from last year, but maybe not as good as the 2015 Dalton.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we got another question from at Jackson35GRO, and he's asking who the starting three wide receivers will be for the Bengals, in our opinion, and then who we think the running back will be in week seven. So first, starting three wide receivers. I think you guys are probably both in agreement there, but starting three wide receivers, who you guys got? You can go ahead and check.
1: Uh, Obviously, we got A.J. Green at one, and then this is where me and Logan differ a little bit. I've got John Ross as the number two wide receiver with uh, working kind of the slot receiver when we're a three-receiver set, but I think when there's a two-receiver set, we'll see John Ross, and then um, we'll see Brandon LaFell as that third receiver. I think we're pretty much in agreement, as most of Bengals' nation should be. Those are going to be our three guys this year. And with the running back after week seven, I'm going to be going with what I've been saying all offseason. Joe Mixon will be the starting running back before and after week seven.
2: All right, Logan, are you yeah. in agreement with the wide, or? Yeah, I agree with the wide receivers. I don't think there's much more options there bearing any, barring any injuries. Maybe Tyler Boyd has a big breakout season and takes one of the spots. I mean, you never know. And then the running back, I think Jeremy Hill will still be the starter after week seven.
0: Okay, so Logan's got Jeremy Hill. And Jake has Joe Mixon. And then starting three wide receivers, of course, we have A.J. Green, John Ross, and Brandon LaFell. So those are our three wide receivers. And, of course, thank you guys for submitting questions. We always appreciate the questions, and please keep them coming when you guys listen. If you think of anything right there on the spot, tweet at our accounts. You guys know the handles probably by now, but tweet at them. If you're not following any of them, please give them a follow, and then you can keep up with everything. And then also make sure you subscribe and leave a comment on our – itunes page and let us know how we're doing we always appreciate the feedback and we're trying to do this podcast for you guys so if you guys want to add any last words and then we'll wrap it up here so jake anything to add or logan anything to add before we hop off here i've got one no, i last think i'm though. good thanks for the questions
1: i've got one last go thing go ahead can i have one more of the donkey call
0: <laughs> one more donkey to send now this
1: we're the last
2: time no no every episode kind of
1: Yep.
2: I'm not coming back then. (laughs) There
1: it
2: is. It's donkey or me. Donkey or me. All
1: right. Leave a comment. Donkey or Logan.
0: (laughs) We'll put a poll up on the red. We'll put the poll up on the red, the (laughs) orange Twitter page. Donkey sound or Logan Scudder. So we might not see Logan next week, but we'll be back next week with our third episode of Red vs. Orange. But for Logan and for Jake, thank you for listening to episode number two. Again, follow us on Twitter like and subscribe on our iTunes and listen on SoundCloud if you don't have iTunes, but thanks for listening.